0: This has been the absolute craziest weekend. If you'd asked me what I thought was going to happen on this mission a couple weeks ago… well, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. It also just seems odd that Reagan and I are the ones who seem to be getting caught in the middle of these events. You know, there are less insane ways to haze your new teammates. At this point, I'm just worried. While Spider-J seems to be taken care of at the moment, those drones are still bothering Reagan, and I guess trying to lure her to that flying saucer camp to clone her or something? I honestly can't keep it straight half the time. <sighs> Reagan is one of the toughest and most clever people I know. I'm certain she'll be able to handle whatever happens with this drone clone bullshit. We just need to figure out what is happening what it means, and if we can stop it. I've had enough close calls of my own this mission, and I don't know what I would do if something happened to Reagan. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast.
1: When we last left the agents of our cell, they were contemplating ways of capturing the thing in mirrors. They found a geodesic dome covered and surrounded by mirrors and met some interesting folks that knew more about the thing. Yeah, we'll go with the thing. It seems as though that those that have taken reverb have access to seeing it and possibly calling it, but not sending it away. Ross is a bit hesitant and not entirely sure if he really wants to take the drug again, and as it's beating him up pretty hard, and he's seen things that he really does not want to. Maybe it's all a bad dream, right? Everyone in Arcel is headed back to the RV to rest on this very busy couple days. Spider Jay gone. Maybe the threat is gone. Maybe not. Agent Rowan wakes up and River is awake in the RV, typing away on his laptop. Seems as though that he was able to get a connection. Reagan and Ross are crashed out pretty hard in the caravan and Rooster's nowhere to be found.
2: You're up early. Yeah,
3: yeah I uh, wanted to get a little work done uh, Dropped another query off to the ranch now that we've got a name for this thing. Hound of Angles. Maybe they know something. Oh,
2: that's a good idea. I, I know Sam's part of the ranch, but I'll poke him on my side to see if he's willing to tell me anything as well. Grab my phone and start typing in a text message to Sam. He won't get it. Well, actually, he might. He's awake at dumb hours.
3: Do you, you know where Rooster is?
2: Not a clue. I woke up and he was gone. I thought he was out here having coffee.
3: Um, I didn't have a chance to tell you last night, but uh, back when we were getting the gels, I, I think I saw Elena.
2: Rooster's Elena?
3: Yeah, Rooster's Elena. And I wasn't sure if it would be a good idea to let him know uh, that she's here. Or maybe it would be. Uh, you're better at that sort of
2: thing than I am, I think. Phew. I mean, I think he at least has a right to know. If only so he doesn't come around a corner and unexpectedly run into his ex, because that's mean.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I was... I kind of wanted to chase her down and uh, talk to her, but, uh splitting up at that point would have been a bad idea
2: and we were kind of in the middle of something at that point no that makes sense
3: oh she was she was into yoga right yeah um there's probably yoga camps around here maybe we could ask around
2: oh i'd be shocked if there wasn't yoga camps around here yeah we can we can find out it's 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 complicated right because
3: yeah i don't know what kind of space either of their heads are in but you know they they should know that there's an opportunity.
2: I mean, you've noticed that Rooster's regressed, right?
3: Yes, that's one way of putting it. He he's he's not uh, self destructive at this point, as far as I can tell.
2: He's being a philandering dickhead again, and he stopped being that when he had Elena. He was becoming a good person. Not that he wasn't not that he wasn't a good person. He at least was, you know, considerate during all of that, but...
3: Yeah, but the fact that she's good for him doesn't necessarily mean that he's good for her.
2: Exactly. Which is why it's really fucking complicated. (sighs) Well, the fitness people tend to hang out in the same corners, so I'm going out for a run after... And I'll actually, like, hit the send button on the message, because I would gotten distracted while I was writing it. Maybe someone in the run group has camped with her or knows her or something. And maybe it's not her. You know, maybe we'll get lucky and deal with the problem another time.
3: Yeah, well, you you have fun on your run.
2: I will. And let me know what, if anything, the ranch says. And also, if we hear anything more about Weber. Yeah. That's an issue. And between you, me, and the brick wall... It's one that's going to have to be dealt with. Um,
3: yeah, but no offense, I don't think that's my problem. Isn't it? No, I hope not.
2: It's a problem on two fronts. He's a traitor to the country, or at least the original was, and we've got a clone running around.
3: Or whatever the hell those things are.
2: Or whatever the hell those things are. Either way, sorry, bud. It's partially your problem.
3: Yeah, well, I guess uh, what happens happens.
2: Yeah. well, we will see what happens. And until then, I'm missing sunrise. I'll see you, I'll see you when I get back.
3: And I will go out uh, watch the sun come up and then go off to help with breakfast again.
1: Ross and Reagan. You awaken to hearing the sound of the RV door closing. It was a good night's rest.
0: And you find again that those crazy people have left you alone again. Do I have like any hangover symptoms at all? Headache, grogginess, anything? No. It was a fantastic night's sleep. Um, You feel great. You feel refreshed. You actually feel a little bit charged up. Oh, that was actually i'm surprised i actually got a good night's sleep how are you feeling reagan
4: i'm i'm all right yeah i, I slept pretty well last night too a little surprising but I guess, seriously uh, you're you're okay this time
0: yeah Just, i actually feel kind of i don't know kind of antsy like go do something i don't know I guess we could go help with breakfast i don't know or go, yeah
4: why don't we go take it slow before we
0: yeah that's know, fair that's walk fair.
4: before we run
0: Yeah, I'm going to get change out of my pajamas and head into the main part of the RV. Same. You
1: head outside after you get ready kind of for the day. And you see River is currently uh, flipping hash browns on a flat top skillet, you know, chatting up with the other folks that are around. The rest of the camp is starting to stir. The sun has come up. It's very bright today. There is no overcast. There the wind is kind of low. The temperature is uh, mid 70s, but it's climbing fast. It's a beautiful day outside. Beautiful day on the burn out on the Playa for everyone. Random waves at you guys and says, "Hey, uh, you want to help today with the breakfast?" Sure.
4: Yeah, what Let's do you need? Do it.
1: All right. So, we need somebody to handle the uh, that part over there. Fry up some of those vegan sausages. Don't let any of the uh, uh, the meat or the animal products touch that. Um, we've got some uh, canola oil, you know, to get the pan right. So we're not using, you know, any kind of butter or meat fat on there. I can handle that. Sweet. Awesome. And uh, you um, start bundling up some of these these veggies together uh, in bacon if, if you're okay with that. And we'll toss them on the grill.
4: Sounds good.
3: I pause in my discussion of time travel with the doctor... And uh, Uh, ask the other two, hey, do you see him rooster this morning?
0: Uh, no, I assumed he'd already gotten up. No one else was in the RV. I assumed he brought the last ones up.
3: Well, he's obviously gotten up. It must have been pretty early. Uh, I wonder if he went skydiving again.
4: I mean, Ross and I conked out pretty early. Did anybody see him actually come in? I mean, I kind of I razzed him before, when we got back, but um, I don't think he actually got caught up with Ophelia. Or did he?
0: Did Rooster uh, go to sleep
4: with us? No, we're in this tent. I think that was the tent you guys were at yesterday.
0: <laughs> I just kind of share a look. I just kind of look at Regan, like, giving her eyes like, you're going to explain that to me later.
4: Oh, her eyes are, are bright and sparkling. She is holding back so much laughter and just nodding emphatically.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: keep
1: this up, you're not getting hash Browns.
4: I will keep my bacon wrapped vegetables.
1: with that and and everyone having a bit of a giggle, you see Rooster walking and he has his boots in his hand. and he's walking with a little bit of a hunch, like his back is sore. He's kind of beaming a little bit, has a bit of a smile.
3: Rooster, you joined the Century Club? Century Club?
4: Uh, you know, Grease in the Old Gears.
5: Grease in the Old Gears? Where were you last night? <laughs> Getting laid. What are you guys talking about? Yeah.
4: That, with, with if it's not too forward.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, She said her burn name was Amethyst. I don't know. Oh,
3: ah, well, I'm, I would ask if you enjoyed yourself, but I, I could see that you did.
5: It's only a walk of shame if you have shame or feel ashamed.
4: Ophelia's going to be so disappointed. Mm.
5: Something tells me she wouldn't mind, but,
0: you know, not my type. Why is everyone just looking at me like this? Do you want some vegan hash browns and vegan sausages? The vegan hash browns are just like regular hash browns. There's vegan coffee too. So there's no butter on the hash browns? Oh, there's probably butter on them, so never mind.
1: Not yet. Do we need uh, Oh, do we need to make vegan hash browns? Shit. All right, cool. Make some space on that on that pan. Uh, okay, sure. Bacon, coffee. Sounds good. The non-vegan coffee. Somebody walks over and and goes to hand you a hot steaming mug. They look down. They look up at you. They take your boots out of your hand. They put the mug back in your hand, and they put the boots near one of the folding chairs. Non-vegan coffee. It has butter in it. It's called Bulletproof Coffee. I've heard great things about it. I look down at my arm. Back at the coffee cup.
5: I don't think it'll fix that, brother. Yeah. It wasn't a bullet, so.
1: Oh, okay. No, this one was, and he starts pulling up his shirt. Rowan, you have met up with one of the other groups that's running. There are some people that are still running from yesterday. Oh,
2: the crazy people.
1: Yes, the ultras. And they're not going particularly fast, but you are impressed with the pace that they're keeping? Because they're keeping the pace that you go on a normal, relaxing run. And they've been doing this since yesterday morning.
2: These are the people that we admire and are afraid of. Yeah. But there are some others that
1: have joined up and and joined the pack as it moves like a a strange school of fish all around this clock-shaped city that has popped up in a very short amount of time. You were able to chat with some folks and... You ask about a woman that looks like Elena. Nobody knows knows the name Elena, or when they do talk about descriptions, they're not the same same person.
2: I would also ask about any yoga camps or anything themed in in that direction.
1: Oh, there! As you're running by, one of the guys who has a top knot, dressed in linens and uh, handmade Hirachi shoes points out all of the 42 yoga camps on the playa as you pass by them.
2: Did they do that on purpose? Life, the universe, and everything? Or is that just a fun coincidence?
1: No way. Oh my god. Right? I mean, if you're up for yoga, we can go yoga. You've seen this guy before.
2: Where have I seen this guy before?
1: On the ocean side. Maybe a, a few years back.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> he was
1: in one of the classes. He was not the instructor, but he was there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta give him the once over and be like, wait, you were at the at the retreat.
1: Uh, I like retreats. I like moving forward to progress. Yeah.
2: Useful thing, that. Oh, well, good to see you.
1: Oh, you mean the one by the, by the ocean in Nor Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You were there? I was there. I'm sorry. I don't remember you.
2: I'm... There were a lot of people there.
1: Hmm. My name's Byron.
2: Of course it is. I'm Rowan.
1: Like the tree, that's pretty. Like
2: the tree, yeah.
1: Strong like the tree, Rowan blows in the wind.
2: Shifts and moves, but roots go deep.
1: That's deep. Hmm. A lot of the conversations you have with a lot of these folks, some of them, there is a vast majority of the folks that have a very shallow view on things, a very shallow view on very deep topics. But once you start to tread into the deep water, their doggy paddle begins to fail and you might have to pull back. They're not going to understand something like what you've gone through
2: Uh, at this point several years into this particular job, I'm unfortunately very used to that. I stay at surface level doggy paddling with a lot of people, most people, pretty much everyone except my handful of people who know what's up.
1: You overhear a couple folks talking about one of their campmates didn't come home last night and somebody's like, oh, that's just how the playa is, it's how it be. And they're like, "Ah, I'm a bit worried because, you know, Jesse usually kind of keeps his head down and not somebody to kind of go off.
2: Eh, Maybe Jesse found somebody special. Maybe. I'll move closer to them in the school of fish that is the running group just to listen and see if there's anything, if they mention anything weird, like weird moles turning up that hadn't been there before on this Jesse person.
1: They talk about how Jesse is a... You know, he's just your basic kind of guy. He's a janitor at a museum in Golconda. You know, he lives out there in the middle of Nevada, in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, they've got a small museum out there.
2: Rowan doesn't exactly stumble, but she does like stutter step at the mention of Golconda before recovering and, and getting moving again.
1: Some of the folks that are around you, even though you stutter step, they kind of all turn and kind of go to catch you. And then when you catch your feet, they all give you the thumbs up.
2: Give him the thumbs up right right back and grin. But I like my brain is going a mile a minute because that's too coincidental for someone from Golcannon to now be missing.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't get a whole lot more of information out of those folks and your run lasts a bit longer than you normally take. You're caught up in the mob and you don't realize the time. You've been running for about an hour, hour and a half. But uh, with uh, with the crowd, it was kind of good. And everybody makes it back to center camp and then kind of disperses and goes on their way. And then the Ultras, they just keep pushing the same path around and around.
2: Oh, make sure that someone has water for these crazy, crazy people.
1: You did pass by every few miles where there are tables where there are like water jugs set up. And people do stop for water. A lot of the runners have water bottles on them as well, and hydration packs and and those type of things. So they seem to be hydrated. Seem to be.
2: Seem to be. Even in the running world, ultras are insane. So Rowan does worry a little bit about them, but she also remembers that the center camp is where the best coffee is said to be. So she's going to go foraging.
1: There's something magic about the coffee here. You think it might just be basic Kirkland brand coffee, But when that sweet bean nectar touches your lips, it is the best tasting coffee. It's fruity, not burnt. There's a little bit of heat there and warmth that heals your soul with each little sip. Doesn't need a lot of sugar. Doesn't need a lot of creamer or fake creamer or your favorite alternative milk product.
2: Sip that as I head back to the Queen's Geese to find some breakfast and see what the rest of the team is up to. Still very much thinking about the fact that someone from Golconda has gone missing. And as I'm drinking the coffee, work brain is waking up and starting to get the gears rolling.
1: Back at the camp, there are a lot of folks that are not from the camp here that have shown up with plates and mugs. The bar is currently closed because
2: it's like eight o'clock in the morning. I immediately look for Ophelia.
1: Ophelia is not in the camp, but you see the rest of our cell dishing out food, working breakfast. Um, you see the doctor talking to River, and uh, the doctor looks at River as you're walking up. Cause it, it, it's neat, because my favorite episode is the one about silence in the library. Uh, yeah, River's in that one. Not me, but the other River. Yeah, they introduced his companion Oh, is that is that where you got your name? Oh well you can't. You're you're not you're you're too old. No, I just I just like reverse.
2: Oh, okay. Morning. Oh, such
1: a good episode.
2: Hey, how's it going? That episode terrified me.
1: Right? So good. So good. Who needs sleep, right?
2: I I forget sometimes a Doctor Who can do fairly effective horror. Uh do you need help with anything on the line?
1: Uh no, we're good on the line. Um enjoy some food, uh and uh yeah, just hang out. We got we got it.
2: All right, as long as you got it. Sorry, I've, sorry I haven't been very helpful in the mornings.
1: Random comes by. That's all right. Um, if you guys don't mind, if you guys don't have anything going on this evening or afternoon, uh, the bar is going to open up at 12.01. Uh, um, if I can get a couple people to work a couple shifts in the bar. And uh, if people want to check IDs out front, make sure that we don't have any uh, kiddies coming in. Though it's rare, we still want to make sure we don't get in trouble.
2: Rome will check her watch and think about it for a second because... One thing that she has learned prior to here and has seen reinforced here is that everyone comes through bars and everyone talks to the bartender. So with her concerns up now about missing people, she'll be like, yeah, I can I can jump on the bar at noon. I, I, I can help out with that.
1: Sweet. And he, and he writes something down on an electronic tablet. Anybody else want to work the bar? Um, work the afternoon shift on that?
0: Uh, if. I'm fine working whenever. Just let me know when you need someone and slot me in wherever. All right, we're gonna put you in for twelve oh one. We'll do
1: uh, four hour shifts. Should get you guys out by four o'clock. You guys get to go out and enjoy, find some so find some grub, and then go dance and party the night away. Anybody else? I mean, I could use a couple more people. Sure, I'll take early. Then I can get out early. I
3: I'll try to do it. I need to I need to check if uh my mighty inspect more
1: um, porta potties. Oh, you're doing the Porto run, man! DPW work is fantastic. Thank you for doing that. Well, You're welcome.
4: I can cover it too if you're if you're on that
1: river. Sweet. All right, cool. We have that four hours. Um, plus, we've got Emil uh, in there as well. Uh, Emil doing some bar backing for you and uh, running things. We'll run you through all the rules of what we need to do later.
2: Sounds like a plan. Hey, uh, turtle folks, when you when when you're done with uh, with breakfast. Meet up real quick. Need to tell y'all something. And with that, Rowan heads back to the RV to get a shower. She knows it's useless. She's going to get dirty again in like two seconds. But she feels better with a shower after the run.
5: I'll look over at River. Are we in trouble? That, that felt very much like the teacher saying, hey, I need to talk to you.
3: Is there a reason why you would be in trouble? I don't think we're in trouble. I think we just need to talk.
5: I just look at him deadpan. It's me.
3: Let's go back in the Turtle Mobile and, and uh, discuss it there. You two coming?
0: Yeah. Let me just finish cleaning off this uh, griddle.
4: Yeah, I'll just finish finish wrapping this up, and we'll be there in a sec.
1: You guys all gather in. Rowan comes out of of the shower and all cleaned up and less sweaty um, and less covered in dust. The rest of you kind of realize, oh yeah, there's a thin layer of this playa dust. Everywhere. And in places that you would not imagine.
2: Give me a sec to get my hair combed and put on clean-ish clothes, and uh, I just have something quickly to pass along before we do what we're doing for the day. Disappear into the room.
3: Yeah, maybe today we should actually uh, come up with a plan instead of just wandering around at random.
4: Well, wandering around has given us a certain amount of progress. (laughs) but Yeah, but I guess planning
0: would... Yeah, I think having a plan might help a little bit. It's kind of just been it has been a hot mess. We finally actually know something about what's going on, so...
5: we haven't really been able to plan before now. That's true.
2: Yeah. We can goal set now.
3: There is that.
2: And Rome will, will come back out, to still combing her hair down. So you remember I told you about the people who got nabbed by aliens and came back with the, the moles on the outside of their wrists?
5: Yeah, that's pretty much what we've been talking about the last couple days.
2: The people that I had talked to before coming out to the playa had all been from a place called Golconda. And in the running group today, I started hearing about someone here who went missing who's from Golconda. Now, it could just be that someone is going to be doing the Walk of Shame here in about an hour or so. Who knows? Or
3: maybe they went into a mirror.
2: Or maybe they went into a mirror, or something else. I'm going to be taking the, the bar shift starting at noon because I don't know what else we can do about the Hound right now. I've put feelers out with, with someone that I know who knows things. Rivers put feelers out with, with people who know things. But until we know how to deal with it, we're just running at walls, head first. That hurts incredibly and i prefer to avoid that so i don't know if the drug thing is connected to the alien thing if it is eh, if it is or if it isn't at least one person has gone missing and everyone comes through a bar
3: okay but we got these these gels so we could look at those laser lights and see if there were more messages
2: rowan will check her wristwatch again what time is that about
1: 9-ish a.m.
2: All right. Well, we got a few hours before I start the shift, and I started noticing the the light messages immediately after my run yesterday. So there isn't really a time constraint on any of it. If we want to go and look for those now, we have time to get around basically the whole playa before uh, we're on shift.
3: Yeah, but you didn't know. You don't remember exactly where it was, right?
2: I know that it was close to fried marcel. Mm-hmm. It had to have been because I didn't go very far before finding that tent with the drones and the people. Okay.
3: Yeah, that's a plan, but plus if I, I need to check and see if uh EPA wants me to do the same job I did yesterday, if I am doing that, I'll I'll be around the city. So I can keep my eyes open.
2: Yeah, I think that until we have a more concrete lead to really start pulling on, because Spider J was our biggest lead, and he's gone.
3: Yeah. You're welcome. And we still have to figure out if there's a way to trap that thing in the in the mirrors.
2: Yeah. Which is something that I've reached out to Sam about. You've reached out to to your folks. And Ross, I don't know how willing you would be at some point in the near future to take the drug yeah, and start I was, asking. I was
0: thinking that was going to have to be a, kind of a backup plan to do the whatever journey seeking with while on that.
2: It's it's a vision quest, very old fashioned. Sure.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn
0: between thinking it would be really useful to be able to see the thing. Well, Rooster was able to see it, and he didn't take any. Unless I'm misremembering something.
4: That's you true. Know, but we
3: don't know why. I'm special. Honestly, that, that drug kind of scares me.
4: It scares me too. That's fair.
0: Anyway, I think this morning, at least, I'd like to at least try to check my email and get maybe a little bit of work done while you guys are out doing that. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard without, with the reception out here, but at least check out check emails.
2: We have been going very hard for the last couple of days, and... If we go that hard with no actual direction, we're going to spin our wheels into a rut that'll get us stuck. So if something comes up, we pursue it, obviously, of course. But I think right now we ease off a little bit and go into information gathering. When you encounter people, have conversations. See if they know anyone who's missing. Especially when people are a little bit uh, uninhibited around alcohol and stuff.
3: I wonder if there's any kind of message boards or uh, a newspaper?
2: That's a good question. I don't know. we can we can start looking around for that sort of thing because at the end of the day, we don't know this culture. Ross and Reagan are the closest to it, but this isn't our this isn't our usual bailiwick. So finding out where information spreads, I think is going to be really important because i have a really bad feeling that once we find out where information is spreading we're gonna find out that a lot more people are missing
3: oh well so who's gonna take a walk
4: uh seeing as i seem to attract drones um i can go with you rowan you might have better luck finding some clues that way
2: yes let's go cluing for looks see what we can find
3: Yeah, I'm I am i am planning on coming too and uh I'll get to see more of the place and then uh when it gets a little later I'll head out at, back out to the EPA uh camp.
2: That sounds good. What do we think? Do we wanna travel in APAC around the around the clock or do we wanna split up and kinda of take, take either side?
0: I'm probably gonna stay here and hot spot and do get some work done. So I can Yeah,
4: can you log into my email too and she Hands oh, yeah.
0: Her laptop and
4: is like, yeah, just just, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll make it work. We'll see what the interns are up to. Wait,
3: you share email passwords?
0: No,
4: definitely not. Definitely
0: not. We would never do that.
4: That would be against corporate policy.
0: Yeah. I take Reagan's laptop. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. well, none of my business, I guess. Um, so, yeah, do we... Rooster, what are you doing? You coming with us?
5: Yeah, I'll come with, but do I have
3: time to shower? First? Yeah, you you might as well be clean for five minutes.
2: Before you get covered in the thin layer of dust that gets everywhere, yes.
3: Yeah, dust.
5: That's what I'm cleaning. Right. We'll go with that.
2: Get your skank ass in the shower. Hurry up, or we're leaving you.
5: It's... No, that's pretty good.
1: That's pretty accurate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you guys get squared away and through a bit of mild investigation you find that there is a newspaper it is the weekly the weekly is put out by a company called piss clear and you do see that a lot of it has moved to online forums and online news but they still have a few paper things that people tell you that you should turn around and use as tp not in a matter of disrespect but because moop. You want to make sure that you don't leave around trash and they don't want trash to be around as well. It looks as though that a lot of the the articles in here are about fuck your burn. The burn lot was better last year. That cheap gift that you're handing out to people is just trash. Make sure that it means something. A lot of tongue in cheek things, but then also a lot of really good ideas. And then there's also a map of the town if you will with that there is a uh, roughly how long it would take for you to get from here to there and at generally at what speeds and a, a thing of what what are the good things to say and do while you're in camp in the city it may not be a source of news just more entertainment
3: uh can I access the
1: online stuff absolutely looking for a missing persons discussion There is a missing person discussion. It's actually run by the Rangers. There's a forum where people are trying to meet up with other people. There's quite a few. Just in the last day alone, there were 140, and it seems like most of them get resolved. And a lot of the response from the online Ranger says, you know, we're not gonna sweat it unless you really think that it's a thing to worry about because people tend to get lost out on the playa They find their friends, they find themselves, they lose themselves again, and eventually they find themselves and and wander back in. Try not to worry too hard.
2: I'm going to compile a list of those, what did you say, 140 people? Yes. Compile that list on my phone and any information that is given about what camp that they were in or anything like that. Okay. I'm not going to actively look for people, but I am going to start memorizing the names to try and, if they come up in conversation, that I can engage with the people who are talking about it.
1: One of them that's missing, um, you see the name Jesse, and Jesse is from Camp Attilde, Jesse Neal. And it looks like it was put in earlier this morning. Okay. Ross, the first thing that happens for you is as soon as you log in, you get a Teams meeting, a video meeting with Allison.
0: Before I join it, I'll message Allison. What's the meeting for? I don't know if I have enough connection to join for video. Need to talk about the eels group. I thought you'd moved us to cybersecurity.
1: We did, but we've got I've got questions about the eels and the owl issue. The that lady's given us problems and she said that she's only going to talk to you or to redacted. Okay. I
0: can check my phone, see if I have cell
1: service. You do have service. It's not that great. Go ahead and give me a, give me a luck roll. Let's see how, how well you can connect. (laughs) 66. All right. All of a sudden you see Allison's face on your laptop.
0: Uh, I joined, but I don't turn on my camera. So this crazy lady. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. I just don't want to risk it with the reception. So just, I am going to do audio only. Is that okay? You're going to a wedding reception? No, there's, the cell service isn't great. So I don't know how well it's going to handle video. I don't care about the customer service at the wedding reception.
1: We have to talk about this crazy lady at, in, in Northern California, out in Ruth with the owls. What's, what's going on? All right, fine. If you don't want to talk to me,
0: that's okay. I'll make sure I'll take care of her. huh <sighs> I'm going to message Allison and say, I think there's something wrong with the reception. Uh, you're not hearing me. Can you email me what her questions are and I will email you back.
1: Phew, I'm glad because I thought you were being rude. I realize it's Monday morning and it's time for work. Sorry, hopefully we can get more more time in. Email incoming. Your internet connection then disconnects. That You know that little Google dinosaur
0: that says no internet connection? That's what you're looking at right now. Cool. Well, that will just be sitting in, in the back of my mind as an anxiety for the rest of the day. So that's fun. I apologize. Do the rest of you
1: all go out together or separate?
2: Yeah, I don't think that we had decided. It would be Rowan's suggestion that we split up in pairs and circle the playa that way because we'll be able to cover more ground in a short amount of time. She'll stick with Reagan because yeah, the drone thing worries her a lot. It also worries Reagan a lot. Hooray.
4: Yeah.
1: So River and Rooster, River, you get a uh, email from Matheson on your phone asking for an update on yesterday's reports. And if you could work on the bottom 15% from three o'clock until six o'clock and just make sure everything looks okay. Things are going really well this year. Though there was a small gray water spill, but people are on top of it. No need to worry about that. Oh, did I know I was supposed to do a report? Yes.
3: Okay, then I will I will send that off by email.
1: The report was very easy. It's like, are, is everything in, you know, limits and regulations? It's kind of like mark Yes, 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 yes. Are there any worries or concerns? No. A lot of observational work. You and Rooster are kind of walking around as you've drug Rooster along on your Porto's check, you know, looking around and, and checking out the neighborhoods, if you will. From three to six, it seems like these are quieter areas, especially as you get further away from the center. Nothing really jumps out at you, but one of the ones that you do, one of the, the camps that you do find is Question Mark and the Mysteries podcast camp. Okay, why does that stand out to us? Because you see that there is a large green triangle out in front of the tent.
3: Well that's interesting. You think we should check it out?
1: No, but we're
3: going to. Right? Yeah, I think we are.
1: Mm, Alright. So let's let's go in and see uh, see who's there. When you walk in to the camp, it's an open air tent. You see that there's a couple of people talking and you see that in in the back corner, there is a table set up with a couple headsets and a few electronic equipments, looks like maybe equalizers or something. You see a couple other folks are kind of standing around. There's bookshelves and books and there is a computer set up um, that says free internet use, VPN in play, because they're watching you.
3: Oh, who's watching us?
1: The guy overlooks everyone, man, you know, like the guy – the the smoking man, you know, the government, the man, man. Oh. Oh, them. Yeah. They kind of, uh, you know, they're about to, uh, you know, take over our basic liberties and take, take them away, so we kind of have to fight back against that.
5: Brewster just grits his teeth really hard trying not to let these conspiracy nuts get under his military skin.
3: Oh, well, you know, for all you
1: know, we might be the man. You know what? You're right. I mean, look at you and he he looks you up and down. You buy your sneakers at Walmart. Looks like you maybe purchased your pants off of Amazon. I mean, you've got many, many pockets. Hmm. By the looks of you, nah, nah, you can't be that guy. I think you might have been the man, but I think that you know that you know what it's like to fight against the man. I'll just look at him and I go,
5: No, I know what it's like to fight against many, many men all at the same time.
1: See? See exactly what I mean. This is what I'm talking about. No, it's really not. But none of that is going to help us because, you know, the greys are going to come down and they're going to... Uh, Reach, reach into our, our noses through their own proboscis and suck out our brains with the blue goo. Have you seen the blue goo? I've seen the blue goo. Okay, there was that?
3: No, no, that wasn't blue, was it?
5: No, that wasn't blue. Okay.
1: No, I don't think we've seen the blue goo. That was definitely yellow. A short quaffed guy dressed in a Hawaiian shirt runs up quickly and puts his hands on this other guy's shoulders. He's like, Doug, Doug, just go over there and go relax. It's okay. We're going to, we're going to gently meet new people. This is not how we get people to understand things or ask questions. Right? Yeah, you're right. And Doug kind of walks off sullenly. Hi, uh, my name's, uh, I I go by double A like, you know, like the battery, but my name's Alfred. I'll stick my hand out and say, hi, I
5: prefer double D, but you can call me rooster. All right. And he kind of looks.
3: Double, double, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, peace. So, um, so so what are you uh, all about? Are you fighting the the man too?
1: No, no, that fight's dumb. You know, they're whatever, whatever, whatever. Some strange, you know, uh, conspiracies are out to get us. They're gonna be out to get us no matter what. No matter what I do, you know, I I I don't think it's a a big deal about that i'm there's enough weird shit going on but you know let me let me let me introduce you and show you around um that's where we're going to be doing a podcast uh you know you guys could could listen in uh it's question mark in the mysteries podcast uh we talk about all kinds of weird shit um over there we've got an internet uh you know basically a small letter internet cafe where you can hop online uh it's a vpn you know protect you against from people watching things because there are people you know kind of uh giving us a uh Giving us a good eye, but um, yeah. Are you guys interested in the uh, the unknown and uh, and that type of stuff? The stuff like that you'd find in 14 times. You could say that something like that. Sure, let's go with that.
3: It's a little bit of a
1: hobby, I guess you might say. Forgive me, I'm clocking you as a marine. Is that right? Nope, I'm the man. Hmm, you don't look like the man. I look over at Doug he thinks so and uh, no I'm I'm more the man than you are Doug's hey hey we're not questioning people's manhood here Doug's Doug's a bit on edge about things but that's okay hey um no I I, I was in the Air Force I was in signal intelligence I happen to see a lot of things that can't be explained and that's kind of why kind of what led me down this path
3: oh you, you hooked into the numbers you could say that. Oh, you hear anything interesting?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Recently I heard something about a um there's a tachycardia like rhythm coming from here according to one of the number stations. Are you guys familiar with number stations? Well you mentioned the information of the numbers. I've I've heard of them. It's neat shit, isn't it? Something yeah. like that. A lot of them came and he goes through the history of number stations talking about the Cold War and about how the number stations were used by allies and the access in World War II, but then also the Soviets and then the American uh, and NATO. He data dumps on you because he now has a captive audience. He keeps talking and he's pretty charismatic and he's charismatic enough for you to learn some information about it and he's holding your attention. At some point, I'll try and
5: interrupt when there's a natural kind of ebb to it. Hey, quick question. What's with the logo outside? It says question mark in the mysteries, but you don't have a question mark.
1: You've got a triangle. Well, that's because the question mark, it's subliminal. Um, You know, if you look at it from afar or with like a green light or a yellow light to it, um, then you can actually see the question mark in the middle of the triangle pretty snazzy kind of you know for those that are seeking the answer you know and he pulls out yellow shooting glasses
3: it's 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 funny though because there was some guy i forget who it was but he was using a tr- green triangle for in the corner of his, his his like whatever it was i don't remember exactly some some kind of a
1: blog oh hmm. interesting i mean the triangle's got a lot a of, lot of meanings to it, it that particular
3: triangle or just triangles yeah, well, in general?
1: Just just triangles in general. Okay. There's even thought that there are other beings that are shaped like pyramids and triangles. Well, that seems unlikely. But is it though? Well, those are the ones that built the pyramids, right? I don't think so. I think the pyramids were were just built by human beings with good technology and um the ability to use rollers and on the backs of on the backs of slaves which is just absolutely goddamn horrible but you know i mean i don't really think that they're alien built now are they conduits for alien communication maybe
3: yeah just you know rule of thumb just because white people didn't build it doesn't mean it was done by aliens
1: right screen wipe over to Rowan and Reagan you guys are out wandering about, and you see a. You walk past a camp that makes Rowan shiver just a little bit. It says "Camp Desert Shrimp," and it shows a cartoon shrimp on like the banner, wearing a saguaro cactus as a hat. Not
4: a fan of shrimp.
2: The third mission that we ever did as RSL was Operation Shrimp Farm, and uh, Desert Shrimp was in the vicinity, and likely, definitely connected to what was going on. Cultists. Great fun.
4: Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're probably...
2: Is that... do you know if that's... them? I'm not sure. Because this isn't a cult operation. It's entirely possible that the people who were involved in just the normal business side of things come here to hawk their wares and be part of the group, but... Right,
4: you've gotta have recruiting around, I suppose. That's a little less criminally driven.
2: A little less (laughs) ostentatious. Yeah. So yeah, not a fan. They do make excellent burritos, though.
1: Walking out Past the camp door, the fabric door, you see Special Agent Al Bear holding a burrito, nomming on it, looks over, his eyes widening, and he waves and he starts his walk over to you.
2: Hey, Al, how you doing?
1: Doing okay. Um, So Will left. Good. But um, he reaches into his phone and, and pulls out a, I think he might have come back. This was sent to me by one of the people that I've been talking to, one of my informants. Uh, Can we uh, do the West Wing and walk and talk?
2: Yeah, let's West Wing it.
1: And uh, he shows you over the phone. Here is uh, Will walking into a camp that's only a couple blocks away. This was taken at the same time we were at the. Uh, he stormed out of our our camper. Okay. Uh, he's wearing different clothes. He's about an hour walk away.
2: Did he take different clothes out with him? And I'll actually, like, take the... Is there a picture?
1: Yeah, there's a picture of him
2: standing around Fried Marcel. Of course it's Fried Marcel. Hmm. All right. He's your partner. What do you want to do?
1: I don't know. I haven't seen him. He hasn't been answering his phone calls. It's It's been a bit disturbing.
2: Mm-hmm. So... Ross described what happened with the Weber that went into the mirror. Looking at the picture, does this look like this Weber is wearing the same clothes? No. So, Al, what we have here is uh, someone who is apparently able to teleport across miles.
1: You know, I would say that that's impossible, but I've heard and seen shit that have proven to be
2: impossible. Well, you know, it could just be as easy as the actual answer to the, to the prestige question. There's just two. So that being said, we are fairly sure that there are people who are being, and I'm actually going to glance around and make sure that as we are west winging it, there are not a lot of people near us, or at least not within immediate hearing range.
1: Yes, that's fair to say.
2: Okay. You want to talk about uh, weird shit? We're pretty sure we're dealing with clones.
1: Like the, the, the sheep clone where they made another sheep? Or are we talking like clones clones is like Attack of the Clones, Star Wars style?
2: As in people are being brought to that fried Marcel camp. And well, afterwards, there seem to be two of them.
1: He takes a bite of the burrito. Um... Okay, I don't... Takes another bite of the burrito.
2: Yeah, green triangle shit. It always gets weird.
1: So do we just kick down the door and with guns out, you know, hands up, show us what's what's going on?
2: I think that would be a terrible idea. I've been into the camp. It's a, a body washing station in the area where I think things are happening. I wasn't... Body washing? Yep. Pressure washer.
1: Like your undercarriage?
2: Like everything.
1: Guess that would make sense here.
2: It's not... If I hadn't been on heightened alert, it would have been nice to have been really, really clean for a moment before stepping back out into the dust. Right. But I was on high alert because from what we're gathering, people are getting marked by some of the drones that are flying around. They're getting led over to that camp, Fried Marcel, and then they go in and... One comes out with new moles on their wrist and the back of their neck. And the other one just kind of disappears. We're not sure what happens to the other one yet.
1: Almost on cue, Regan, you hear a little bit of a buzz behind your right ear.
2: I turn
4: around, knowing probably what I'm going to see there.
1: You see that there is a small, palm-sized quadcopter drone with a tiny little red light where you can see a small camera.
4: Is that different from the drones that we've seen previously, or is it the same? It's the same. No, thank you. I don't consent.
1: It backs away and then comes closer just a little bit and kind of makes a movement. Like it darts forward gently, not like aggressively, but kind of like moves forward. It seems as though that it's trying to get your attention.
2: Okay, Hey, Rowan. Yeah, I would have stopped when when I heard Reagan say, "No, thank you. I do not consent."
1: A couple people actually have stopped when they heard that.
2: Yeah, turn around and then, like look at the situation.
4: Yeah, Reagan's full like hands on hips, like all right. So now that Rowan is fully flagged, Reagan will kind of turn back to her and be like, "Seems like this one uh, has a little more to say than the other ones did, and uh, it's watching us." mm-hmm,
2: do I see a camera on my side of the drone? No. Okay. I'll pull out my phone, open the notebook app, and write in the biggest letters that I can. How do you feel about being bait? And hold it up so Reagan can sing.
4: Yeah, Reagan nods. This was kind of what she expected to happen anyway on this adventure.
2: I'll nod and then say say to Al. Well, I think we've got a couple things that we need to check out, giving him like that expression of play along. Uh, We'll catch up with you later, Reagan. Great.
4: She kind of looks up at the drone and is like, lead the way.
1: It kind of sways back and forth in a little bit of an arc. It gives off if it had the ability to emote. It seems like it's a happy emotion and it heads off slowly down the street and keep stopping and looking back to see if you're following.
4: I'm following. Cautious as ever. Uh, Regan is taking note of exactly what path she's taking, so if she has to backtrack at any point.
1: Since it's daylight and it's bright and clear, you you don't have any problem. You find yourself on about 7.15 in E, and you see in front of you a a wine bar that you are familiar with. But across the street where the drone is heading is a large alien, you know, UFO space saucer, flying saucer type thing. And there is a tent with some kind of chill music going on and a bunch of people like milling about inside. And the drone heads off into the tent itself and disappears up into the canopy of the tent where you lose sight of it as you walk in.
2: Knowing where Reagan is likely to be being led... As soon as the, the drone and Regan went off in that direction, Rowan looks over at Albert. We're going to take this direction so the drone doesn't know that I'm here.
1: Sounds good. You want to do double time?
2: Yeah, let's go. Beat feet. Yeah, because I, I know they're going to fried Marcel. So I'm going to try to get there fast enough to get to the wine bar before Regan gets taken into the tent and then set up surveillance in a as inconspicuous a place as we can get but still keeping eyes on her because I don't want her to have to be alone.
4: Reagan looks around and sees if she recognizes anybody that she's kind of previously seen around these parts before.
1: No one sticks out. I mean, a lot of these folks look like Burners and they're unique in the very same way, right? (laughs) So they all kind of look very similar. You see coming down one of the ramps, and this ramp is a protected ramp, so it doesn't lead out to the main area but leads into the camp tent itself. You see a purple-haired, androgynous person kind of walking down the the steps, dressed in your nice burner gear. Their skin is nice and shiny, their tattoos kind of glisten, and uh, their hair is kind of slicked back, and they've got a bit of a smile. They reach up, they shake the, the water out of their hair, come on down, and someone hands them a drink, almost like on an order like it's a routine, and the person just take the pewter cup and starts to drink from it.
4: Who hands them this drink?
1: Uh, You see, it's a tall guy dressed in a blue and yellow onesie. His head is is shaved and uh, he's got a tattoo on the back of his head of a barcode. Oddly enough, you notice that the people that are standing by each other aren't talking. There's just like a low music being played that's rhythmic
4: is there anyone that looks like they are working here besides the person handing out drinks
1: yeah you, you see a couple people that that seem to be you know walking around and, and handing out or filling drinks everyone seems to have their own cup and one of them comes over to you they've got a pair of goggles up on their head pushing their long hair back they shake a bottle and the liquid in the bottle is like neon green
4: Reagan who, has her cup on her go ahead and uh pull that out and like indicate to somebody who's shaking their bottle like can i gonna get a drink they
1: smile and they pour some liquid into the into the cup and they kind of head off the smell of cucumber and lime assaults your senses
4: doesn't smell bad
1: it's just a pretty strong
4: a strong scent of just cucumber and lime or that you like You think this strong... might be
1: cucumber, lime, Gatorade
4: Okay, well um, then I guess she's gonna go ahead and sniff it if it doesn't smell terribly off to her, she's gonna go ahead and take a sip
1: Okay, you take a sip and it tastes, yeah it's Gatorade and uh, when you take a sip a person walks up to you and uh, they're, I mean, I hate to say it, they're dressed like a burner, you know they're wearing baggy pants, a very tight top. Their hair is done up with a bunch of beads. He looks at you, goes, hey, uh, how are you doing today?
4: Not too bad. Just going out for a, you know, morning walk. How's your day going?
1: Not bad at all. Hey, did you want to get a wash?
4: You know, it's uh, it's been a couple days, a lot of grunginess going on around here.
1: All right. So, um, I got a question for you. Who would you like to, to man the, the washer for you? Would you want it to be someone of, uh, your same sex, uh, someone of the opposite sex or you don't care?
4: Oh, it's, uh, is it gotta be somebody else or can I just do me?
1: I don't think your arms are long enough for you to use that power washer on yourself, though. I have tried to do me with that power washer and, uh, let me tell you, it worked. But no, you, we gotta need somebody for uh, make sure we get all the rights. Get all the spots for you.
4: That makes a lot of sense, I suppose. I uh, I suppose I would be more comfortable with with a lady then.
1: All right. give me just a moment. Here and he walks to a table and picks up a laminated card and hands you the card. And on the card, it goes through all of the precautions. The water that's being used is pH balanced. Any of the detergents are natural detergents, the chemicals are non invasive or not dangerous to the skin, and they biodegrade, all of that type of information. And it does list all the bits and pieces that are going to get washed. There is a picture on the back where you can actually put little stickers on where you don't want washed on an image of a human body that's like, you know, stick figure drawn. A gal comes up. She's like, all right, we're going to give you a good washdown. She claps her hands and she flexes. And you realize that she might be one of the world's strongest women competitors, possibly.
4: No doubt. Reagan very quickly marks up this document with areas that are no-go zones. So She's like, okay, and not there and not there and not there. And great. This is going to be an experience.
1: She takes it from you. She looks it over and just confirms it and says, all right, come on and waves their hand, and she starts to walk up the ramp. Rowan, you see Reagan leaving your field of view.
2: Don't like that. OK, um. and I haven't done any reconnaissance on this camp, so I have no idea if there's another way into that saucer.
1: Well, you went in a different way. You went in the ramp in the front. This is a side ramp.
2: I didn't see the main area. OK. I'm going to look at Al and ask, how are you at creating diversions? What kind of diversion do you want? I want the kind that has everyone not looking at that ramp for two minutes.
1: I got something. This doesn't go on the books though, right?
2: Nothing of this goes on the books.
1: He takes a deep breath. All right, here goes nothing. Let me know when you're ready.
2: All right, and I'm going to split off away from him and get as close to the ramp as I can while looking like I'm part of the milling traffic pattern.
1: Let's go streaking! As you turn, as you see this large Nordic ancestry man start running, you don't know how his clothes came off so fast as he runs into the camp and you see everybody in the camp kind of turn and look at him.
2: The moment that I think that people are not looking at the ramp, I'm going to endeavor to get up there after Reagan as fast as I can. Reagan is moving slow, by the way.
1: Yeah, this happened when you got out of view, Ross. There's a knock at the door of the
0: RV. Damn it! This happens every time. Uh, I open. I kind of open the door a crack.
1: You see Agent Wilhelm Weber, and his eyes are bloodshot. His head has been shaved. He's not wearing a shirt, and it looks like he's wearing white cotton boxers. His skin is covered in dust. Uh, I'll just come in, and come in,
0: and I'll try to find him, like, a blanket or something.
1: He takes a step up and then trips on the second step, he falls forward into the RV. Underneath the playa dust, there is a blue, like a very thin blue goo, almost like the color of aloe vera afterburn. You also clearly see he does not have any moles on the back of his neck.
0: Okay, I'll get him up and sit him down and get a blanket on him. What happened?
1: You wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking believe it if I told you. I might. They stuffed me in a box.
0: Was this at Fried Marcel? I don't know. Where's Agent
2: Hodgson? I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan.
3: I'm Seth Jones and I play River.
0: I'm Ben Sislawski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross.
2: I'm
4: Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan.
0: I'm Dan Voschkevich, the handler.
1: Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivy, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voschkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons. Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. aznakar Heather Nay, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardamus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mikey Mackey, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews eighty five, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>